Hey everyone, I'm Riley Burke and welcome to The Variety Show. I'm a 22-year-old student, businesswoman, and traveler who loves expanding my knowledge and learning new things. This podcast is a way for me to take everything I've learned and share it with all of you. The Variety Show, a podcast where we talk about a variety of different things, such as business, fashion, food, travel, friendship, and everything in between. This is a podcast where we can laugh, grow, and learn together, and I'm so happy you're here. Enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Variety Show. I am so excited for this episode. I have a very special guest with me today. Uh, We've been friends for a while now. She is a nurse and literally one of the sweetest people I know. Please welcome Kate Yovanovich. Kate, welcome to The Variety Show. I'm so excited to have you. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited to learn more about being a nurse, especially during this crazy COVID time. So it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I feel famous. I can't wait. It'll be fun. Um, So to start, let's just jump right into this. Give me um, where you're from and how old you are. I'm 23 years old. 23 years old. Love it. Um, little bit of background on how we met. We lived on the same floor. We both went to Kent, lived on the same floor in our dorm room. I met Kate your sophomore year, my freshman year. They lived like two doors down, loved her, loved her roommate, and yeah, we've been friends ever since. And here we are. And here we are right now. <laughs> um, okay, so when did you know that you wanted to be a nurse? Like, was this when you're like a little kid and your parents like, oh, Kate, like, do you want to be a nurse? Like, how did this even happen? So I don't know. Like, my grandma, she told me that I, I would read to her and she was like, wow, you're going to be smart. And I was like, mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I really liked English and I wanted to go into that, but I knew that there is a, a good market for jobs with that. So okay. I wanted to have something with flexibility. You work three twelves if you're a nurse. Um, so I travel often. Yeah, yeah. The Lord. And so I picked something that was just going to give me job stability mm-hmm. for sure and like make sure that I have like a good like life. Yeah. So I picked Kent. It has like the, I don't know, top something, top 10. Yeah. Nursing. So I decided to go to Kent. I applied. Um, had to go through all this crazy loops. Like you have to do well in your ACT, you have to do well in high school to even get into the nursing program. Oh, I didn't know that. Like the pre-nursing program. Oh my gosh. They don't accept you with like a certain GPA. Wow. So then, yeah, I just picked nursing and everybody's like, oh, I had a, I had like a family member have some crazy experience with a good nurse. Like, no, mine's just for job stability. Right, right. (laughs) Wait, yeah. Okay. So you decide to go to Kent. Um, tell me about your classes, because I know in this, like, there's internships, there's clinicals, like, I want to hear, like, I guess we'll start with, like, freshman year, like, what are some of your classes, like, like, how soon are we, like, giving people shots, like, tell me about your classes. Oh, my goodness, so freshman year, you had to, like, compete to get into the program, so, like, college sucked for a hot minute, because everybody was very competitive, and 400 some odd people applied, and they only let 120 in. So what? Your freshman year, I know it was unreal. So I was like crying every day. I was like, I'm not Oh my gosh! Everyone is asking me my grades. Yeah. So like freshman year, it's your pre-nursing classes. So okay. It's microbiology, it's chemistry, stuff you don't need. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have to 
So then they let you know if you get in, it's based off your GPA. So they go down from like 4.0 and down and like they let in 120 people. So you find out when you get in um, that summer going into your sophomore year and then your like actual nursing classes start. So I found out the summer that I got into the program, sophomore year, we were starting like you go to clinical, you've never touched a patient in your life, and you are giving medications, oh. you are starting IVs, you are watching videos in the back room, and you are literally, put me in coach, like, okay, wait. Like, <laughs> okay wait, so tell me, for those listening who may not know, what is a clinical, like, what, what does this mean? Okay, so a clinical is you go and you practice as a nurse with one clinical instructor, which is somebody that actually is a nurse right now, and you... They teach you like what to do. So you'll have like a patient load. So you'll pass medications. They'll teach you everything that you'll be doing like in your daily life when you're graduated and when you do become a nurse. So um, like we, I started an IV. My teacher, she was so cool. I'll never forget her name was Heather. She was like, all right, they need an IV in your patient's room. Like you're going to start it. And I was like, we didn't learn that. Yeah, so like how like, do you even. Yeah, like we were learning how to give a bed bath. Like for, I'm like, dead. The first, the first class. So like I was like an IV, like that's senior level stuff right 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 so she's like no go watch a youtube video and go start it and oh. that's what i did i literally watched a youtube video and i started on this elder lady and like what and what was that experience like that first time that you had to like give an iv or give a shot i mean i literally would die and cry and and i could not i could never it's so scary because like they definitely know you're a student you're oh yeah so you're like shaking and, like crying I'm, like I'm <laughs> yeah Right, so right, right. It is very scary, but like you're, you always have somebody with you, and like that's why I love nursing. Like you're never alone. Like even today, like I have pod partners. That's like who's with you, and instead of taking care of the patients by yourself, like you always have somebody there, and like you always have, you always have somebody to ask questions. To, yeah. So you're never alone. So she was in the room with me, and she was like, "You're doing great," and you just nursing is very like ballsy. You just do it. You like, have to do you it. Don't know what you're doing most mm-hmm. of the time, and you just you just do it, and yeah. it works out, and. Oh, no, it's so crazy. It's crazy. So, so um, you said clinical start your sophomore year. So, like, you're taking classes still at Kent, but mm-hmm. then some days you actually are going into a hospital. Is that? Yes. Okay. You go into a hospital. Um, some people, like, your first clinical rotation, some people did it at a nursing home. And, yeah, you still have your classes. And one day a week, you'd go, and they were 12 hours. Like, you'd leave oh, at 5 in the morning. Gosh. You'd get there for a report at 7, and you'd clock out at 7 p.m. And you'd like go home and you'd probably have a test the next day. It's and it insane. Would suck, but it was so fun, so worth it. Yeah, and I feel like too, I mean, what a great experience for you guys who like probably, I mean, like you're not gonna work full time in a hospital most likely until you graduate. So to be able to do that sophomore year, you know, that's it pretty was, cool. Yeah, getting that clinical experience is second to none. And my boyfriend's brother, he's actually in Kent now and they were stopping clinicals because COVID, and I don't know how no way. these nurses are gonna do it. Because you need that clinical experience. Like you, you learn so much, I, like yeah. hands on, like for sure. The textbook learning is so different than actually physically oh, yeah. patient and doing stuff. So it was so helpful and like Kent was a really great school. Was yeah. it hard? Yes. Yeah. What passing the NCLEX was that hard? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jeez. So your clinicals are starting your sophomore year. Um, were you did you have like any kind of like nursing job or just job during this time, like as you're going to school? Yes, so sophomore year, I actually waltzed into this nursing home. Okay. I was going to visit my friend and roommate at the time, so I had on, like, ripped jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, just, like, chilling. If you work at a nursing home,
home, you'll know they are desperate for employees. So I come in in these ripped jeans, and I'm like, do you guys have um, an application? Yeah. And they're like, come here, sit down, sit down. We will hire you. This is the starting pay. So I scarily accepted the job, and I was like, here we go. And <laughs> Wait, so what was the job going to be at this nursing home? Like, what so were you going to be doing? I worked at Sunrise of Parma. I love those people. They became my grandparents. I love that. <laughs> they were my grandparents. <laughs> I they love that. So I basically helped them. It was an assisted living part, but they also had a memory care part. So for people with Alzheimer's, so you wake them up, you help serve them like breakfast, lunch, oh and my dinner. Gosh. You like change them, you bathe them, you help them, you know, live out the rest of their life. And wow. they have the coolest stories. Like, oh my gosh, I, I'll never forget this one guy. He was the coolest guy. He was in a car accident on Valentine's Day a really long time ago, and they he was projected to die, but he was like six six, so he lived because he was in a car accident and like um, he was loading a truck and a car hit him and he got smashed between the truck and the car. Oh. And so he lost a limb, but like they he told me like the priest came out and read him his last rites because at this time there wasn't like emergency medicine as oh my gosh right and he was like there to tell me the story and I was like how are you not mad at that drunk driver right and he was like he kind of taught me a lot because he was like Kate like to hold a grudge is not good and he was just like oh he's so inspirational I miss him and yeah his name is COVID so yeah I haven't seen him in like a couple years now wow so I did that as my job I would do that on like weekends especially on holidays whenever Kent had a break like I'd pick up there so much right um and that was like my first job yeah, like with the taste of nursing. I also worked at Metro Health for a hot minute. I was a behavioral observer, which is Ooh, really crazy. what's that? You get paid to sit and make sure that this patient like doesn't get out of bed or doesn't hurt themselves. And it is so boring, but it paid really well. And yeah. I only did it for a couple weeks because I couldn't do it because you were right. sitting there for 12 hours. And I remember you doing you this, yeah. Like you couldn't move. Like you couldn't touch them. Like I was not allowed to even help them go to the bathroom. Like, oh my God. There was no aid for that. Jeez. So, I only did that for a little bit. Tell me about um, the nursing home that you were at. There were some pretty cool people in this nursing home. Tell me yes. tell me about them. Oh, my gosh. So this um, nursing home, they had – it is a private pay nursing home. So there were, like, engineers for NASA there. They had the Juilliard uh, conductor as one of the patients. And he That's was crazy. Like, I'd ask him, I'd be like, play the piano for me. And he's like, I don't know how to do that. What are you talking about? Right. And I sat him in front of the piano and he played like Mozart's fifth. That's and so cool. It was so cool. And like, that was just like a really good experience. And for sure. Part of me, like my boyfriend is like, you would be such a good hospice nurse because like those people know like that is kind of like their end of their life. So it was just exciting to like go there and bring them some Yeah. Because like, I would tell Aww. them about my life and they some of them would be like, you got to be cute boy. Yeah, yeah. I would show them my boyfriend and uh, get so excited. That's so cute. That would be so much fun. So clinical start sophomore year. And this is something that you do sophomore year, junior year. Like you do this until you graduate, right? Yes, you do do it until you graduate. And they give you, it's actually really cool. They give you a taste of nursing. So like you do your general nursing floor, you'll do OB, which is like delivering babies, which was so cool. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I watched this lady deliver her like sixth baby maybe, and she said that she had twins at age 15. So oh. like this baby flew out. Oh. And <laughs> she did it in an bathtub, and I what? never like that. Apparently babies can breathe underwater when they're born because... Right, I right. Know, I yeah, okay. <laughs> and I was like almost traumatized. I was like, oh my gosh. Wait, so like... 
Wow. I mean, it's crazy that, like, you guys as students get to experience and, like, be in the room and, like... They don't know me. Like, that's their first time meeting me. So love, love, love the people that are like, yes, let a student come in here. Let a student come Which, like, so thankful for those people because that's how you get your skills. For sure. So I got to see a C-section, too, which, like, C-section, they literally take... They cut your midsection. Right. They just move all your organs and they pull a baby out. I could... Never, ever, ever be a nurse. I hate needles. I, like I cannot. I'm, I don't know how you guys do it, honestly. Like, do you ever like? Does that ever like gross you out, or you're like good? Like, <sighs> there's like everybody has their one thing that they don't like, and mine is the noise of like people vomiting. And, like, oh, that, just, that yeah. I like have to leave the room. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's that's a bad one. As a nurse, like I, I can't leave the room, so I'll just yeah. Like, <laughs> Thankful for the masks now. Yeah. Okay. But you're you're there full time. You have to do 120 hours. Oh my gosh. So a nurse like was with me the whole time. Um, she was my practicum instructor, and I was a nurse every day that she worked. And I did the 12 to 12 shift at Southwest General ER, and that was so much fun. Oh. So that's my when gosh. like I really decided that I liked the ER. I wanted to do that. Yeah. I I did, but we don't really get much experience with that. In, right. 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 In um clinicals, so you practicum is a really good time to like discover what you want to do and if you didn't like that then like you can you know make make those decisions right so I was in Southwest General ER it was so fun I saw some crazy things yeah what what were like the most common things happening in the ER like so Southwest uh, General is a trauma too so they would get strokes and they could keep their stroke patients oh my gosh a lot of car accidents a lot of like people would cut their limbs off with like the tree like the what? <laughs> um, so I would see that. Um, kids like falling off monkey bars. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Stitches or breaking their arm. Wow. So you've really seen, I mean, from babies to elderly to, I mean, you've Everything. really seen it all. And and you said, though, like, is ER like your favorite then out of all of those? Or ER right now is my home. I love it. You get everything. I work um, in the Cleveland Clinic ER, and it, they, we treat pediatric patients and we treat adults. So it's really cool. I've had I just had four week old the other day. And oh, I was my like, oh my gosh! And I start my ER four week old. Imagine that. Yeah, they don't even have babies. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh um, my gosh! And then I had like my oldest patient might have been like 103. So like you see, wow, life, and it's so crazy and it's so critical and like. Right now it's my home. I don't know what's in the future. Nursing is so cool because it's very versatile. You can do anything and you don't need more certifications. Like I can tomorrow decide I want to be an OB nurse and go deliver babies. Yeah. So it's really cool. I'm thinking pediatric ICU coming up here. Um, I don't know when. So that's, that might be next for me, but... That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. Do you have any, like, favorite moments from, like, your clinicals? Or, like, was there, I don't know, like, scary experiences? Or, like, your favorite experience from clinicals? Like... Oh, my gosh. I have one. So... 
still my freshman clinical. Oh, my gosh. sophomore clinical. Okay. And she was the coolest. Like, we were at this place called Heather Hill, and you got the most experience at Heather Hill. A lot of people wanted to do it there. And it was um, it was called an LTAC floor. It's just, like, you're you're there, and it's almost like a nursing home, but more medical, I guess. Mm-hmm. And this lady, she needed to be fecally disinfected, which means you stick your hand up her butt and help her poop get removed. You're joking. And while other people in other clinicals are just giving bed baths, I no no do this <laughs> no. And my teacher, she just winks at me. I'll never forget that she winks and she goes, "Make sure you double glove." Oh. And I was like, "This is nursing. I don't know." Wait. Okay. Yeah. So, is there ever a time? And I don't know if this is like allowed or not, but like in clinicals, like if they're like, "Go do blood work. Go shove your hand up something." Like, can you be like, "No," so, like. <laughs> You, I feel like you can say no, but your teacher wouldn't be very, like, Right. Like, they just want you, like, to get the most experience. Get the most experience. So, I mean, if you're uncomfortable, like, definitely say you're uncomfortable doing yeah. something. But, no, it was very much, like, all right, like. That's crazy. baptism. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Wow. So, that was probably my most memorable yeah. memory. Oh, That's wild. crazy. Oh, my gosh. Um, so you graduated from Kent, you graduated in 2019? 2019, and then you have to take the NCLEX, the dreaded, dreaded NCLEX. So if you thought four years of nursing school was hard enough, you have to pass a state test. And it can be, uh, it can end in 75 questions if you are doing really well, um, or it can end in 275. So oh my gosh. Kent prepares you, they say, like they have like such a good pass rate. I think it's like 98% or something. Oh my gosh. But I'm psycho. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, and I took this extra class called Busta and it was like so expensive. Oh my God. But she was so helpful. She said that she had been teaching this class for a long time and she would tell you basically what was going to be on NCLEX verbatim. And it was like a couple week course that I took like outside on my own. I got my one friend to do it. She did it with me. She's yeah. so thankful because she passed her NCLEX too. I passed my NCLEX in 75 questions, the minimum. Yes. And the lady, oh my gosh, the lady was like, do you need a break? Because if you needed to do anything, like they checked my behind my ears. Like they checked my hair. Like you can't have a cell phone. Oh, I'm sure it's like the most insane thing. It was worse than like airport security. (laughs) So I raised my hand because if you needed their attention or if you were done, you raise your hand. So I raised my hand. She's like, oh, do you need a bathroom break? I go, no, I'm done with the test. She's like, you're done with the test. I was like, yeah. She's like, you, you are the fastest person I've ever seen take it. Like, are you sure you're done? I'm like, I'm done. Like it's shut off. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, it's been 20 minutes. Like what? I took the 75 test, the 75 question test in 20 minutes. I don't know. I was just Let me just say though, with that, Kate is literally one of the smartest people I've ever met. I remember going into their dorm room freshman year every single night, studying your butt off, acing every exam. Like you're so smart. And I literally just Props to all these nursing, medical, all you guys. I don't know how you guys do this, but, like, it's insane. Like, it doesn't even surprise me. Like, you probably got 100% on your exam. Like, no, it's just, it's crazy, like, how much you guys literally have to study. And it's not only, like, your classes. You have these clinicals, too. Like, it's, it's insane. And speaking of clinicals, I forgot to ask you, do you get, like, graded on clinicals? Or that's just, like, you go for the experience. Like, it's not, like, a grade. So you do get graded on clinicals, too. You have to write clinical papers. And those you do. So, hard. so, like, you have to, like, 
every week you'd pick your patient and you'd write this whole care map on them and like what they oh were there for, my medications, so that like things would start clicking for you. Mm-hmm. And it was like very helpful, but kind of just like busy work too. But yeah, you did get a grade and like during every clinical, like you had to write papers and like the papers were like 10 pages long and it was so much research and nursing was just a lot, but I'm glad I'm done. Right. That's insane. Do you guys hear this? Respect the nurses, okay? Everyone's insane. So, you graduate from Kent, and, well, I guess before you graduated, you applied for the job that you have now, right? Yes. So, I worked at Southwest General for my practicum, like I was saying, and at that time, they didn't have any positions open. Okay. So, because a lot of the times where you have your practicum at, they usually are like, oh, you worked here for, like, these last couple weeks, like we will give you a job. Right. Um, so they didn't have any openings, so I applied to um, Cleveland Clinic and their ER, and I applied in February, and I really, like, really, really, really recommend if you're going to go into nursing, get a job before graduation because it just alleviates a lot more stress. Smart. Very smart. Um, so I was driving to clinical one day, and, or driving to my practicum one day, and they were like, they called me, and I started crying. She's like, you got the job. Like, oh, my god! And I was like, oh, are you joking? Like, <laughs> are you serious? This is my dream. Oh so my I gosh. took the job, and they offered to let me work as a PCNA, which is an aide. It stands for patient care nurse assistant. Okay. Um, it, on my unit, so, like, in the ER before I started so that wow. I could meet people yeah. and, like, learn, like, the little nuances. Yeah, yeah. Did you do that? I did do that. Wow. So that was the end of your senior year then, right? Yeah, you did so, this. Oh, tell me about this. Okay. So it was, like, really fun. You learned, like, you got to meet all the people, so it took away that stress of, like, starting Right, right, right. And, like, I learned what what I could and couldn't do, like, as a PCNA, too. So, like, my boss knew that I was going to be a nurse there, so she'd, like, let me do, like, shadow um, LPNs, which are um, a little, like, a step under a nurse, I guess. So she'd, like, let me shadow them, too, so I could see them giving medications and starting IVs, and it was just a lot of good experience and exposure to what I was Yeah. And I, like, recommend that if they let you take take that position because I learned how to do EKGs. So, like, all these little things, they end up being big things, I guess. Right, um, right. So it just takes a little bit of stress away. So, yeah, wow. I got that job. That's so cool. So Cleveland Clinic, are you at, like, the main Cleveland? Because I know there's, like, sister... Sister hospitals. Sister yeah. hospitals. Yeah, tell me about that. I work at Marymount. It is a little sister hospital, but it is in Garfield Heights, so we get to see some critical stuff sometimes. Um, yes. Main campus, they ship a lot of their stuff, like gunshot wounds and stuff, to Metro. So working at Marymount, I get, like, it's the closest hospital anywhere. So I get to see those gunshot wounds, and it's so wow. crazy. And, um, we fly people out, and, like, the helicopters is the closest. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, I've seen some crazy things that, like, I do not wish any 20, 23-year-old should have to see or yeah. anybody at that point. But Jeez. It's so fun. What's, um... Like, is there a big difference between, like, the main Cleveland Clinic and, like, the sister hospitals? Like, I don't I don't know. Like, is the Cleveland Clinic, like, the main one more, like, businessy or, like, I don't know. So, a lot of our, we have continuing education. So, when you become a nurse, like, they, you have to take a lot of classes still to, like, get all your certifications. So, all of those classes, well, most of them are at the main campus. So, that's cool. Gotcha. it's just such a bigger, like, it's a bigger beast. Like, there's so many more. Right, right, right. And stuff. And they have a whole educational building. So that's the main difference. And two, I don't have to pay for parking because oh, love that. <laughs> you have to pay for parking at the main campus. Oh, and like, what? A lot of my friends work there, and they said you have to park kind of far away, like a 15-minute walk. Oh, jeez. Like, doing that in winter doesn't sound fun. Um, other than that, I'm not sure any other big differences. Um, I know that 
some things like our our ICU and like our medical floor can't handle, especially like we do surgeries at Marymount, but like if we have a heart attack come in and like I'm in the ER, so like somebody comes in for chest pain, we hook them up, we have five minutes to get a picture of their heart and like make sure it's not, it's called a STEMI, oh which my is a gosh. heart attack. And so if they're having a heart attack, they get flown to main campus because wow. main campus, they have like the cardiac catheter. Right, right, right. Like they have more, like they have, I guess like, advanced stuff, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But we do the same stuff. Um, yeah, there are sister hospitals like Hillcrest and um, Fairview. That's where we send a lot of our other patients to. But it's, we, we do like similar things. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Do you have any idea like how many sister hospitals there are, like if you had to guess? I want to say like eight to ten. I'm not sure on that number. Interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I, I mean that makes sense. But yeah, I just thought like the one like Cleveland Clinic. But that's interesting. Um, so walk me through like a day in your life. We're going to the Cleveland Clinic. Let's do a day in your life, maybe like either like before COVID and then during COVID maybe like. Okay. Before COVID. So I work night shift. Yikes. The good old days before COVID. So <laughs> yes. working night shift. So what time are you? You're I working? get there. Well, our shift starts at 7 PM and it doesn't end until 7.30 in the morning. Oh my gosh. So 12 hours. But with that, I like, you get a lot of days off because you only work three twelves. Like, that's full time. You guys deserve that. You need <laughs> that. Okay. Um, so, I get there a little early. Um, I go in. I, you know, get a report from the nurse before me, and she'll be like, okay, chest pain, room 17, everything's done. Our report is a little bit different than, like, a floor um, nurse's report because it's, you know, kind of stabilized and ship them out. Like, that's yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I will just... You know, go through my charting, see what needs to be done. It's a lot of like get an ID, get blood work, wait for test results, medicate, gotcha. um, just determine like wait till they get a CT scan, wait till that results. Right. It's a lot of like kind of waiting in the ER, and a lot of people get frustrated. But like your average ER time is three to four hours, so like if you're going there, plan to wait that long. Right, right, right. Um, I work with a, like some of my friends, so that's so fun. Oh, that's so fun. Um. Now, after COVID, it's a little bit more intense. Like, we get scrubs. So, we used to wear white scrubs, but any COVID floor in the ER is different because the ER is the first place to get into the hospital. So, we test people for COVID and, like, we find out if they're positive or negative. Mm-hmm. So, the ER doesn't know. Like, if you came in and you had sneezing, <laughs> if, you were, if you had cough and you were having short of breath, right. like, diarrhea, we would be like, okay, this girl possibly has COVID. Yeah. And there's like a whole COVID checklist we have to go through now, which they added. And it's like, have you been out of the country in the last 30 days? Right, right. Um, are you experiencing any of these symptoms? And the list is like a mile long. And then it's like, have you been around anybody that's a known positive? And then you'll, you'd flag for like high risk or low risk. So because the ER is the first place, um, we get the blue scrubs. So we get to wear surgical scrubs now, which is the best thing ever. So they launder our scrubs because in the beginning, I would wear my normal white scrubs and like be exposed to COVID, and I still live with like my parents who are like right, 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 right. And I would just like strip and run upstairs. Oh, for like, sure. Stop. No, that was probably like such a scary time. I like want to talk more about COVID for a second. Like, I can't even imagine like when this first happened. Like, it was insane. Like all over the world, it was insane. I mean, what were you like? thinking like seeing this on the news like knowing that like you have to go to the hospital tomorrow and like face this like what was going through your head so i remember my boyfriend and i were like oh okay let's get our last margarita yeah (laughs) like we're 
we're, we're going into quarantine and we thought it was going to be a two-week thing. Right. I think every American thought. Right, right. So then, like, we went to work the next day and it was scary. Like, I, there were, we have some older nurses on our floor and they were scared, like, terrified. Oh, yeah. Outside of some rooms, there would be, like, it looks like an it looks like a helmet and it's called a packer and like you put that on your head so that no aerosols of like people breathing on you can get in right so like guys with beers have to wear that so it was just every single day you come or and even like a couple hours into your shift policies would change so like first it was like swab both nostrils for covid now it's swab one nostril right and um like okay outside of this room is a whole ppe kit you get one n95 per day Put on this blue gown that makes you feel like you're sweating oh, to death. Oh my gosh. Um, wear this face shield and like policies just kept changing. So like in the beginning was so scary because every day you didn't know what changed. From right. And like cases are going up and like, yeah. oh my and gosh. Like, I don't work every, I don't work three days in a row. So like I will have four days off. And then so in those four days, everything's changed. And now you do oh something different. Oh my gosh. And like we had a COVID tent. So in the beginning, like very, very beginning in March, like if you came and you felt like you had COVID symptoms, you were not even allowed to enter our ER. You had to go to this tent and we decided if you were sick enough to be seen inside the hospital oh or like you can go home and we will tell you your test. And so it's just very scary. And like working the tent, you're like, wow, like this is a movie. Yeah. So that was crazy. Our COVID tent blew over because we had to fly <laughs> people out. Oh the my helicopter blew it over. Gosh, the COVID tent tumbling <laughs> through the parking lot. Oh my like God. A huge yellow tent. So, like, during this time, like, basically like, the whole, most of the day, like, are you just, like, swabbing people, like, checking people for COVID? Like, was that? Um, yes. So, in the beginning, too, we were very selective on who we test because right. in, in the very, very beginning, we didn't have a lot of tests. Right, right, right. So, that stopped kind of recently. Now, we, we test everybody. If you are getting admitted to the hospital, you need a COVID test. Have you ever gotten a COVID test? I have not actually been tested for COVID because, like, they don't, they don't test us. I know a lot of people patients will come in and be like, yeah, I have to get tested every third day at work. No, we have something called a COVID pass. So before work, you have to um, check if you have any of these symptoms. And if you don't, you get the green light. You right, right. But my, so I slapped this lady for COVID and she literally pushed me off of her and like punched me. And, like, oh my God. <laughs> and literally punched me in the face. Okay. I was like, I know that COVID swabs suck, but like it can't be that bad. Yeah. So my one friend and I, we go into a room and I work night shifts, so sometimes there's nobody there. Yeah. And like, especially during COVID, a lot of like the STD checks at four in the morning wouldn't come. Right. So like, we had some downtime. So I was like, just swab me. I just swab me, swab like, me. I just, just want to see what it feels like. We're going to throw it out. Yeah. So he put it a little bit up my nose and I pushed him. I was like, oh my God, get it off. See, I've never had done a test, thank God, knock on one. Hello. Um, but I, I'm always so curious. I'm like, what does it feel like? Like, I just, ugh. Everybody says it makes you feel like you have to sneeze. Yes, I've heard that. Some people go all the way up the nose. I'm like, no, it's not as bad as the videos or the media make it seem like, I don't go that far up. Like, you're going to get the same result. The nose is the nose. Right. You're, you're a little far in. <laughs> right, right. So, right. Um, yeah, but it's just been really crazy, especially with COVID. I honestly felt lucky for a little bit because when everybody was, you know, quarantining in their house and you can't see anybody, um, I still went to work every day and yeah, it was scary, but right. like, my friends are at work because like, true, true, true. Similar time. So we would, you know, it was a socialization thing. So it was fun to see them and, you know, kind of backpack off each other like, wow, this sucks or, oh, this can be very scary, but um it's, it is ramping up again, guys, like COVID. So we went through a lull. It was pretty good. My boyfriend works in the ICU and in the beginning it was full, like 
Marymount was the COVID hospital too, so mm-hmm. like we were getting everybody. And then, you know, in the summer, like it went down. It, we have an email that comes out every day. It's like, how many in-house positives do we have? Yeah. And at one point, we had five. Our highest may have been 55. Okay. So, um, you know, in the summer, it went down. I, I we were not seeing anybody. I we would go multiple weeks, and I'd be like, oh my god, I haven't seen COVID. This is great. Wow. So I thought we were doing better, but now it's flu season too. So mm. I don't know if it's ramping up because flu season or what. But we're back to, like, crazy numbers again. Um, our ICU is full. A lot of our sister hospitals' ICUs are full. Jeez. So it's, it's scary in that aspect. Like, we'll intubate multiple patients a day, and I'll be placing central lines. And, like, intubation is, like, you can no longer breathe for yourself. I have to stick a tube down you, and you're on a ventilator. So it is scary, but, you know, it's... A lot of the people that I'm seeing that are affected are one elders or two people with a lot of um, extra underlying conditions that maybe don't take care of themselves. For sure. For sure. And yeah, that was another question I wanted to ask you, like, um, just like, yeah, who, like what you've noticed about like who's getting it, who's not. Like, I feel like maybe people our age, you know, like once they get it, you know, maybe they could like bounce back. Like my brother got COVID at school and he's, you know, kind of like back to normal. So yeah, definitely. Um, I know a couple nurses and also friends of mine that have got it and they bounce back, but I do know of some people that have passed away from it and like, it is so sad. So, um, I think it definitely has to do with age and, and underlying conditions of what you have, but, um, I think it's good to wear your mask and, you know, definitely wash your hands, but it is very similar to the flu. So, you know, just practice good things that we learn when we're young like wash your for hands. sure <laughs> for sure for sure so I know um you mentioned your boyfriend Gunner he um works at the ICU so he's also at the Cleveland Clinic right mm-hmm. okay so what's like he doing at the hospital we'll just give him a little uh shout out in the episode oh, well, <laughs> uh, he is working directly with COVID patients so he wow. was applying to grad school and he wanted to you know expand his knowledge base so he would say put me with the COVID patients so our ICU is split into like two actual halves so one half was like one through 13 and the other half is like no one through 15 the other half is like 15 through 30 so one half was like COVID positive and who needed to be like isolated right the other half was not so Gunnar chose to be on the COVID side and he he would work like endlessly with them and you have to wear your gown your mask your face shield oh my gosh they actually like wired the um pumps this is so crazy so um, anybody with COVID is usually on a couple rounds of antibiotics, like IV antibiotics, they're on fluids. Right. Their blood pressure usually doesn't do well, so they're on a blood pressure medication to keep their blood pressure up. Right. They're on all of these different things. So those pumps end up beeping a lot because, like, oh, low battery. Right, right, right. It'll say air in the line. It's crazy stuff. So they are very smart. They wired it so that the pumps are outside of the room now. And if you could see one of these ICU rooms, they have like 40 pumps. Oh my so gosh. Much to them. And it's like so sad. It's like I go up there and take a patient up. And yeah, so ICU nurses are only supposed to have one or two patients, but they were sometimes getting three, three patients like tripled. Oh my gosh. Because it was bad. That's crazy though. And we always oh, should be respecting our nurses and healthcare workers and everyone. But like since COVID, like, so much respect for you guys. I mean, even, like, what you have to wear every day and dealing with all this. I mean, I, I truly cannot imagine, and I just have so much respect for you and everyone else doing this because I know, like, it can't be easy. And I'm sure there's times where you're, like, scared. Like, I'm sure it's, like, kind of scary. Thank you. Yeah, there's, like, some nurses, like, with young kids at home. Right. Like, 
a lot of the nurses are like, oh, I haven't seen my grandma in so long. And True. that's like really sad to think about. My parents are so cool and I live with them. And they were scared at first, but my mom's like, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, which I love her. I was like, mom, you need to be a little more careful. But um, right. thank you. Uh, respiratory therapy, they are a group of people that like deal with mostly the airway. They need the biggest shout out and doctors. So shout out to you guys if you're listening. Love you. Love, <laughs> love you. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> love you. Wow. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, how do you stay, like, so motivated to just, like, you were so motivated when you were studying in your classes and in your clinicals and at work. Like, what keeps you motivated? Like, how do you stay, like, excited for all of this? I think um, definitely having good friends to talk to. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that has a lot to play on it. Um, I love working out. That's really good to do. Just like having people, especially like coworkers that kind of know what you're going through, um, to to talk to because like we've seen some stuff. Like I've seen kids pass away. Yeah. Like sad things. And, right. Like. Um, I think the ER is very fun because like you never know what's gonna come in. So mm-hmm. like, EMS will get a call from like somebody in their house and they'll be like they call nine one one. EMS goes to their house. And EMS will call us on our phone, and it has this, like, terrible ring, and you know that that's an EMS phone. So you pick it up, and you're like, hi, it's Marymount ED, like, right, right. what are you bringing in? And then they tell you, and, like, if your adrenaline pumps them, it's like, okay, this is a patient that's basically tanking in front of your eyes. Like, so I think that's really exciting, and they'll be like, oh, gunshot wound victims, they never call 911. Like, they literally just walk through the front door, and they're like, I've been shot. And what? Like, so nurses from the front will literally just, like, it's called the triage nurse. That's who, like, decides what room you're going to. Yeah, and yeah. And you all checked in. They're, like, the first person to see you. They just, you see them wheeling somebody back and running. Or, like, people will pull up to, like, where the EMS trucks drop patients off. Yeah. And they, and they, they just drop off their friend that's, like, drunk or, like, not breathing anymore because of the drug overdose. Oh. I'm like, definitely that motivates me because it's like you can't like we do save lives. Like some days it's you very, do it's you do routine. Like you know the cough comes in and we discharge them. Right, or, right. Like, you know the STD check comes in and we just discharge them. But like some days you actually save lives and like you feel motivated and right so fulfilled yeah Mm -hmm. wow that's so cool that's awesome and I feel like too like working in the ER and you kind of like hinted this but like every single day is different like you probably have like no idea what you're gonna see come through the door like and that must be just like exciting too like you never know what you're gonna be doing literally like a couple weeks ago somebody brought in their dead dog and was like what like that is the ER like you do not know what's coming in like that's crazy yeah yeah Right, right. right. (laughs) It was crazy. Yeah. So that's like definitely a fun part of my job. Um, It's never the same, which is like I don't think I could do floor nursing. Right. It's very like routine. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I just I really like it. There's we've seen so much stuff and like it definitely like expands your knowledge and starting in the ER like you can kind of go anywhere because I have seen the critical stuff. Right. Like I see patients and I've also seen kids, so I can go. Right. Cool. That's so cool. We've given birth in our ER. That's crazy. I this is the best story. I was the triage nurse. We were so busy. There was one room left, and I had like five other people. Yeah. And she signed in for butt pain, and I'm like, "What is this?" <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay." And she was like, "I'm having contractions of the ass," and I was like, "Are you pregnant?" And she kept denying it. She denied it. She was blue in the face, and like you can only go off of like what the patient says, like. I don't know your life. Right, right. Meeting you right now. Right, right. For these five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And she was yelling at me. She's like, I need a doctor. And I was like, 
this is the first part. Like, you need to talk to me. Right, right, right. nurse, I room you, and then a doctor sees you. Right. She was, like, screaming, and I was like, okay, fine. So I roomed her in something called split flow. Split flow is, like, very fast-paced. It's like, okay, you broke your arm, you go to split flow. You have a laceration that needs stitches, you go to split flow. Like, something that you're not going to be there for a while. Okay. So I figured, you know, we do an x-ray of some sort. Right, right. And we get her out. Oh, my gosh. Within five minutes, she delivered a baby. You're joking. And I, everyone was like, why did you put her in split flow? And I was like... Hey, she told me right. that she wasn't pregnant, and right. I believe her. Yeah, she delivered a healthy baby boy as well. So. <laughs> a healthy, beautiful baby boy. <laughs> Were you there to, like, see all that happening? Yes, and it was the craziest experience. Uh, we've delivered so many babies at Marymount. That's Especially, crazy. Like, hospital. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Um, with Mtala, you cannot turn anybody away. It's like this... I don't know what it is. It's just like a rule that like if you need medical attention and we can provide that, we cannot turn you away, like no matter what. So like people will come in and they'll be like, I'm having contractions and we will, if they're certain centimeter dilated, like we will have to deliver it at Marymount. But if oh not, like we can gosh. ship them out. So like so many times I'm That's like, we're going to deliver today. crazy. I can't even imagine watching a delivery. We are, like, crazy when it happens because, like, like, we have one, like, all the doctors know what they're doing, but, like, we have one nurse, like, she said that she's delivering, like, 19 babies, she's so great, but, like, when she's not there, we all look like chickens with our heads cut off, like, I'm dead. Like, yeah, oh my oh, gosh, wild. that's crazy, that's so funny, but I feel like it's so fun, though, like, and that's probably, you know, like, what you said keeps you motivated, like, every day is exciting, every day is different, you're with your friends, like, it's, it's a good sounds time. fun, yeah. yeah. What um, advice do you have for people now who are going through nursing school or medical school or maybe thinking about joining like, the nursing program? Like, what advice would you have for them? My biggest advice is, like, always ask questions. You are never alone in, I don't think in any field, but, like, especially in nursing, like, there's always somebody with more experience than you, and you can ask them anything, and, like, they encourage that. So my advice is, like, ask questions and study hard and, you know, do the scary things like if you're scared to go start that IV that's how you get better and like just repetition and practice and you can do anything like do not put limits on yourself you can do anything you tell okay you tell (laughs) um I'm just I'm so excited I got to talk to you because you seriously like from the first day I met you like I'm pretty sure like the first day we met you were studying for a huge exam like you're so smart you've done so many amazing things what is the future what are your dreams what are your goals like where do you see yourself going with this career oh that's so hard so nursing is so cool you can do anything if you want to be a travel nurse which is like you can go to Arizona right now and sign up for a six-week contract and they pay for your housing and they give you wait I didn't know that. that Yeah, so there's that. So my boyfriend just got into grad school and got into Michigan. So he's moving. I might move with him. We're still debating. Um, So if he does indeed go to Michigan, because he also applied a case too. Um, So if he does indeed go to Michigan, I will probably travel nurse there in an ER. Right. um, Because then, you know, you get, it's a higher pay, which is good. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I really, really want to be, my life end goal is to be the person that you see at Walgreens or CVS that you go see when you, like, need a strep test and when you're in college. Right, 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 yeah. Um, I call it a doc in a box. That's that's a nurse practitioner. I love that. Um, Nurse practitioners right now, like, it just, everybody's going for it and there's just not that many jobs. So, I don't know yet. Um, Hopefully, I go back to school. You can do so much. Like, you can be a nurse educator and go back to school so you can teach, like, as a professor. Yeah, that'd be cool. You can 
you can go back and be a midwife so you can like have baby like right 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 you can you can like basically be so close to a doctor but you're still a nurse right exciting so i don't know yet um i think i'm just kind of still figuring it out there's just it's for sure it really is yeah it's exciting and and i think um you know it's really cool how many opportunities there really are like for you like it's it's really exciting you can work outpatient you can work in the hospital like you can do like you can work at urgent care and work nine to five no holidays like it's yeah so crazy true what you can do and like what you can't do and like as a nurse right now like I can because it's like flu flu season right I can just be a flu shot giver and yeah job. true oh my gosh like there's so much to do yeah no that's awesome wow that's so cool Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I loved having you. I loved learning more about you. And again, so much respect for you, especially during this COVID time. Like I know it's picking up. I know it's probably so stressful. So thank you for everything you do. You're so amazing. Anyone listening to this who's a nurse, works in healthcare, whatever. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Um, But it was great talking to you. I'm so happy for you. Proud of you. You're doing so many amazing things in the world. You're saving lives and it's just incredible. You're killing it. Thank you. Everybody, you guys all rock. If you need me, you know where to find me. There we go. I was just gonna say, where can everyone find you if they want to keep up to date with you? Um, maybe I don't even know. Visit you in the ER. Um, Very not easy. (laughs) Um, And what is your um your Instagram as well? Kate dot Ivanovich. I think one. Love it. I think that's my... Give her a follow. She's awesome, guys. Kate, thank you for being on the Variety Show. Thank you for everything you do in the world. Love you. Happy to have you. Thank you for having me. This was so cool. It was so much fun. I love it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will see you guys next week.